Grateful for our adventurous dads today, Ebenezer and Colin, and uh, I've been pied before, so those guys are awesome sports. Let's give them one more hand for being such good sports today. I'm Pastor Kyle Thompson. Just want to thank you all for being here. Uh, happy Father's Day. So excited to be kicking off this Summer at the Movies uh, series that we're doing. We did it last year, uh, got a lot of good response from that, and so we wanted to do a whole new set this year. And I'm, oh, I'm super excited to kick it off with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. What a great Father's Day movie as we meet Indiana Jones' father for the first time. And, you know, leading into this, there have been two blockbuster movies, made millions of dollars, all that good stuff. And we met Indiana Jones, who by day was this brilliant academic archaeologist uh, at, you know, at a steamed university. And then his night job or his side job was going out on adventures and trying to claim all these archaeological relics ahead of bad guys so he could save them and put them into a museum so that everybody in the world could come and look at them. And so we meet Indiana Jones in these first two movies. The first one, he finds the Ark of the Covenant, which was lost from the Bible, where they used to keep like the Ten Commandments and just a really cool adventure. And, and we meet Indiana Jones, and he's this swashbuckling hero with his leather fedora hat, his leather jacket, his bull whip, and uh, ladies' man, and just, uh, again, a super uh, mysterious kind of uh, adventurer. Uh, and then we get to the third movie, and we begin to see some of his background and some of his history and, and where he came from and who his dad is. And, and so some of that mystery begins to be revealed. And so we pick up the story today where his father has spent his entire life searching for the Holy Grail, which was the cup of Christ, the, the cup that Jesus used at the very first Holy Communion. And so Professor Jones, Henry Jones Sr., has been, has been seeking this his entire life. Uh, and it's in the 1940s. We're in the middle of World War II, and the Nazi uh, government is also seeking the cup of Christ because they think it has power that can help tip the war into their favor where they would end up winning the war. And so they're in this race against the Joneses to find the, the Holy Grail, uh, and they've kidnapped Indiana Jones's father. They are keeping him in a castle. Uh, Indiana Jones has now come to rescue him, uh, and that's where we pick up the story today. So let's begin. There's great chemistry between these two actors as father and son, and there's a lot of humor in that clip, but we also begin to see that that all might not be well with the, with the Jones brothers, or boys here as they call them in the movie. And uh, we see immediately that this swashbuckling hero, when he meets his dad, he's kind of startled, you know, right back to childhood. Yes, sir. Uh, just like he was a little boy again. And his dad calls him Junior. He's like, don't call me Junior. And we find out later in the movie that Indiana Jones, his name is not Indiana Jones. It's really Henry Jones Jr. He's named after his father, Henry Jones Sr. And so somewhere along the way, he decided he didn't want to be named after his dad. He didn't want to be called uh, after his father. And so he picked the name Indiana, which we learn later was the dog's name. And so uh, what has gone on in the relationship between father and son to where the son would rather be named after a dog uh, than his father? And it's humorous with the whole vase on the head kind of a thing. Uh, but it seems that his father's more interested in a, a, a vase 
than his own son getting hit in the head. And so we begin to see that there might be something going on in this father-son relationship uh, that's worth exploring more. And and we'll get back to that in just a minute. But today is Father's Day. Uh, We chose this movie because of the Father's Day kind of theme to that. Uh, And we're going to go to Scripture today, and we're going to learn some things about fathers and children and our relationship with each other. And and the first one you've probably heard before, we're going to go way back into the Old Testament to the book of Exodus, uh, where Moses receives uh, on Mount Sinai the Ten Commandments from God. Well, in fact, we've learned that Moses received about 613 commands, but we're going to look at the top 10, uh, and actually we're going to look at the fifth one today. And so uh, we're going to be in the Old Testament book of Exodus, uh, and this is what uh, we find out from God to Moses. Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land your Lord is giving you. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land your father is giving you. This is the fifth commandment. uh, And what God is saying to Moses is that uh, if we're people of God, then the commands that I give to you, this this is kind of how we're going to treat each other, how we're going to treat God, how we're going to treat one another. And so people of God, uh, we honor our our parents. We honor our fathers. We honor our mothers. uh, And this is the first commandment in the list of 613 that has a promise with it. If you do this, then something good's going to happen. In this case, the people of Israel, uh, who've been slaves in Egypt for a long time, and they're trying to get back to their homeland, are going to make it there. Because if we're the kind of people who honor father and mother, then, then we're going to be the kind of people who get back to the promised land. So it, it's, a, it's one of the top ten commandments that God gives to us. It has a, a, pl- a promise of blessing to it. Uh, and there's just something, you know, primordial. It's, it's a primal command, honor your father and your mother. Now, we jump forward to the New Testament, uh, and we know that, you know, Jesus, when he was asked, you know, of these 613 commands, which ones are really the most important? He kind of boils it down to two, to love God and to love people. And so, you know, we might figure out that, you know, love father, honor father, and mother might get lost in the process, but it doesn't. So uh, in the New Testament book of Ephesians, which is written by a man named Paul, who, who started a lot of churches in the first century, and he wrote letters to them, and many of those letters became the New Testament. So he's writing to a church called Ephesus. He's writing to the Ephesians. Uh, and this is what Paul says about uh, honoring father and mother. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. So we saw that. So Paul's saying, yes, it's still important to honor father and mother. And remember, there's good things that happen when we do that. So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So God's people are such that we honor our parents. And when we honor our parents, good things happen from doing that. Uh, But Paul goes on to add some more. Then he says specifically to fathers, fathers, do not exasperate your children. That means don't aggravate your children. Don't try to just stir your kids up. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So here, fathers have a reciprocal relationship. Yes, sons and daughters are to honor their fathers. And when they do that, 
great things are going to happen. Uh, but also, fathers and mothers, you know, I, I would lump into this. We're supposed to also honor our children. And specifically, one way of honoring our, our children is to raise them in, in the Christian faith. This morning at our first worship service, I baptized one of our infants today, and uh, his name is Tommy Ollard. And so it's a special, uh, special thing. It, it reminds us that God loves all of us. It's the way that we join the church. And, and what happened was, was all the family was gathered up here with me, and the congregation was here. We all reached out to Tommy. We, we laid hands on him. We invoked the Holy Spirit as we baptized him, welcomed him into the church family, into into the family of God. Uh, and we all said before God that we're going to do everything that we can to raise Tommy so that when he's old enough, he'll choose a relationship with Jesus for himself. He'll choose to follow Jesus for himself. So to me, that's a beautiful example uh, of honoring God, honoring Father, and honoring our children, that we want to raise the children in a way that leads them into a relationship with Jesus. So as we think about it in our own lives, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, it's very clear that we're supposed to honor our fathers, honor our mothers. What does it mean to honor our fathers? What does it mean? I mean, absolutely, we want to raise our children in the faith. Uh, we want to be good Christians in our relationship. But also, what does it look like in our everyday life? Now, I'm excited that Father's Day is here. Uh, my father is alive and well. My father-in-law is alive and well. I have great relationships with both of them, and we're going to be celebrating that today. I'm honored to be the father of two wonderful boys, ages 10 and uh, 6. And, you know, it's just it's a really cool day for me, and so I'm excited about that. And just thinking about, you know, what does it mean to honor my father? Uh, what does it mean to honor my grandfather's memory? Uh, that sort of thing. And so uh, my dad just uh, had a birthday last week, so he's got birthday, Father's Day kind of sandwiched in together. It's a pretty good deal for my dad. And he just turned 75 years old. He's doing really well. And so it's this milestone birthday, and we're, we're super excited. And so I let my boys, Luke and Nathan, choose his birthday present. And so we were online. We were looking for that. And my dad likes to garden. And so uh, what the boys ended up deciding on was that they got him a garden gnome for his garden so that whenever he sees the garden gnome, he can think of us and know that he's loved. And, and that, they didn't just get him any garden gnome. They got him what's called the gnome on the throne. And so uh, it, it's not the kingly throne that you might imagine the king of England would be sitting in. Uh, it's a porcelain throne, if you know what I mean. So it's this little gnome on a little toilet. And uh, whenever my dad sees that, he can think of me and my two boys. And so... Uh, <laughs> Some would say that's not really honoring of my father, but if you know our relationship, it's, it's right in line with that. And we love him, and we love to joke and kid around, and so, so that's kind of what it is. But seriously, what does it mean to honor our fathers? What does it mean to honor uh, our grandfathers? What does it mean to honor father figures in our lives? There's, there's some men in our life that we're not related to, but they're every bit as much of a father to us. And so, so how do we begin to honor them? And I, you know, the Bible leaves it kind of open for interpretation. It's kind of like God saying, you know what? I don't have to spell it out for you. You know what it means to honor. Uh, you know, honor means to give high respect. And so I, I've been trying to think of ways, you know, how do we honor fathers? How do we honor grandfathers, father figures, that sort of thing? Uh, and I think, you know, part of it's gratitude. 
You know, thank you, Dad, for giving me life. Thank you for raising me. Thank you for providing for me. Thank you for giving me an example. There's a lot that we can be grateful for. Uh, I think honoring our fathers means that we, we spend time with them and, and we let them know that we care about them. And, you know, we call them, we check on them. We, you know, we don't let our busy lives take us over as, as adults. And, and we still honor our fathers and let them know that they're important to us. As they grow older, I think it means that we help take care of them and make sure that, you know, do they really need to be driving? Are they living in the right place? Are they, you know, getting to their doctors? You know, again, showing them love and affection. Uh, I think one way of honoring our fathers is, is by living our lives in a way that, that brings them honor, that they would be proud of the way that we're living our lives, that we bring respect to the family name. And, and so I think that's a way that we can honor our fathers and our grandfathers. Even if our fathers and grandfathers are deceased and have gone to be with God in, in the glorious kingdom of heaven, that the way that we live our lives reflects honorably upon the legacy that, that they leave us. And, you know, we don't embarrass them. We, we want them to be proud of the way that we live our lives, trying to follow God and, and to make the world a better place. So I, I think that's, you know, that's another way that we can honor our parents. I think uh, a way that we can honor our fathers, a way we can honor our mothers is how we treat the next generation. How are we being good fathers? How are we being good mothers? And are are we treating our children in ways that respect them? Remember in Ephesians, it was a reciprocal relationship. Uh, Fathers and mothers are to be respected, but so are children. And so how are we doing that? And if we don't have biological children, we don't have biological grandchildren, how are we taking care of the children of our church? Again, today, right, we welcome Tommy into the family of Christ and and we want to honor him and, and all the children that God brings to us. How do we honor the children? who live in our neighborhood, uh, who live in our community. You know, how, how do we make sure there's safe places, safe schools, everybody has an, an equal start, all that sort of thing. So there are lots of ways that we can honor our parents by, by working into the next generation. And I think another way that we can honor our fathers, honor our parents, when we don't have a good relationship with them, uh, maybe it's an unhealthy relationship, maybe it's a dangerous relationship, it's just a strained relationship. Maybe the way that we honor a father or a grandfather that we're not really close to is that we create healthy boundaries to where we don't get sucked into the drama, uh, to where we don't get put in situations where we're going to say or do something that we regret later. Uh, We we still want to try to show respect and care, uh, but we also want to take care of ourselves and and not put ourselves in a dangerous situation. And so so maybe for some of us who struggle with Father's Day, that's the way that we can honor a parent or a grandparent who we don't really respect because they might have treated us in, in, in a negative way. We create healthy boundaries. So, getting back to Indiana Jones uh, and, and to his father, uh, we, we, what happens is they've got this moment, they escape from the Germans, they, they, they're on this big blimp, it's called a Zeppelin, and they're flying over Germany, and they have this quiet moment to catch up, uh, and we're going to see deeper into their relationship that indeed, the hint that we got earlier in the movie is that their father-son relationship is not the best that it could be. So let's see what we can find out a little bit about the history uh, of this relationship. Again, the chemistry between the two actors, Sean Connery and Harrison Ford, is incredible, and it's humorous, but, but we get to the heart of, of, a, of an estranged relationship here. 
So Indiana Jones's mother died when he was young, and so uh, they were just the two of them, father and son. His dad was so obsessed with archaeology, especially the quest for the Holy Grail, uh, that he seemed to be an absentee father. Uh, and, and now he's, you know, venting that to his dad, and his dad's like, look, I made you an independent man. Look, at you should be proud of yourself. You know, what's the problem? But again, there's, they're not close, and they don't talk a lot. And, and ultimately, Indiana Jones becomes just like his dad. He becomes obsessed with pursuing archaeological artifacts and, and all that sort of thing. So, so like father, like son. Uh, and, and what really I think another thing's happening here is, is both of them are trying to be the top in their profession, and I think they're trying to really to impress each other. And they're trying to get and earn the respect of one another. But it's, it's, it's this very fragile relationship, and there's some resentment there. And, and things are not all great between uh, Henry Jones Sr. Uh, and Henry Jones Jr. Uh, and so as we come in today, I'm sure that some of us are super excited that it's Father's Day and we celebrate that. And some of us, are, you maybe not so much for whatever reason, that it's just not a great day for us. Um, and so, you know, as we think about that, I, I would just kind of direct our, our attention away right now uh, from our earthly fathers to our heavenly father. Uh, the Bible has all kinds of images for God. And we know that God is not male and God's not female, but the Bible gives us tangible images that we can kind of hang on to. Like, you know, God is wisdom or God is a rock. He's there for us. And one of the greatest images in the Bible is God is our father, our heavenly father. And I know a lot of times if we have good relationships with our fathers, we love that because, hey, I've got a great dad and, and God is a great dad. And you know, I just love that image of God. And for some of us, it's it's not a good image because our fathers aren't great fathers and so so we, we hear the, the God's heavenly father, well, I don't want to have anything to do with God. If he's anything like my dad, then I don't want to have anything to do with God. But I think when we do that, we've kind of reversed it. You know, that, that instead of looking at God through the lens of our earthly father, you know, we should look at our earthly father through the lens of the heavenly father. This is, this is the father that, 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 that we want to be like. And, and this is the father that we all have. Right? And again, God's beyond male. He's beyond female. Right? There's a lot of feminine words for God in the Bible. Wisdom is the word that used for God. That's a feminine word because, ladies, y'all have a lot more wisdom than we do. Uh, but this image of God is Father, right? The, the perfect image, the perfect Father, the God who creates us, who creates us in His image and says, this is good. The God who loves us unconditionally. There's no strings attached. It's not, I will love you if you do this. It's, I love you because I created you. And, and God the Father has great plans for our lives, and, and He wants to be a part of our life and, and, and hear from us every day. And He's with us through the ups and the downs, and, and, and he, he claims us as His children, right? And so if today is a, a great day for us, then it's even better because we have a Heavenly Father. If today's a, a, a challenging day for us, then we have good news that, that where our earthly Father might have failed us, our Heavenly Father does not. Our Heavenly Father loves us, wants the best for us, uh, and it, it is, if we're looking for that Father relationship, then then all we have to do is look to God, and, and we see how He provides. And, and we also can see what it's like between a father and a son relationship with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As, as God sent Jesus into the world, Jesus said, I am here to reveal the Father. I will show you what God the Father is like, and, and, and Jesus shows us it's just incredible love, and up to the point of offering his own life for us. And, and he, he, he dies on a cross. He comes back to life so that we can be forgiven the wrong things that we do. And we can, we can live forever in the kingdom of heaven. We can have life to the full here on the earth. And so, you know, Jesus just shows us how much love God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit has for us. And, and I want to read to you uh, a, a 
something from the New Testament that Jesus says, right? So he's, he's taken 613 commands. He's boiled them down to two. He's like, love God and love each other. And now he's going to add a third commandment. And it's, it's a really cool commandment because it kind of builds on honoring the Father. It builds on loving each other. And so uh, we're going to be in John's gospel. A gospel is the good news about Jesus. There's four gospels in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John tells us the story of Jesus, and, and uh, these are the words that Jesus gives us in John 13, 34. A new command I give you, right? You had 613. I boiled it down to two. I'm going to add one more for you. Love one another. Right? Now, that's not new. That, that's in the Old Testament. That's one of the, the top two of the New Testament. But here's the part where it's different. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Right? So Jesus says, yeah, honor fathers, right? Love God, love each other. Love each other as I have loved you. Because Jesus gave us an example. And we can see many examples of what it means to love like Jesus. We, we see Jesus meet with a woman who's at a well during the middle of the day when all the other women are, are not there because she's a social outcast. And Jesus comes and says, I see something in you that no one else sees. You're special uh, and, and there's better life for you than, than what you're living. Jesus goes and he visits Matthew and Zacchaeus in their homes. These are tax collectors and they were outcast. And Jesus says, I'm not ashamed to be seen with you. I love you for who you are. You're not perfect, but I love you. You're my child. I, I want to be with you. Jesus goes to Peter who, when Jesus needed him the most, when he was arrested and getting ready to be killed, Peter abandoned him and denied him three times. And, and Jesus goes to him and he forgives him three times because Jesus says, I love you and, and I am ready to forgive you. And Jesus says to Thomas, you know, who says, I don't believe that Jesus is alive again. I want to see the, the nail holes in his hands. I want to see the spear hole in his side, right? Jesus is patient, says, Thomas, here, come look, it's me, right? So, so Jesus accepts us, and there's no strings attached, and he's patient with us, and he forgives us, and he loved us so much that he sacrificed himself for us, right? Loving like Jesus means that, that we love people sacrificially, and so, so, so he takes this whole honoring and loving thing to a whole new level. So we ask ourselves, well, so what? So what's the big deal? What's the point? What's the takeaway? What, what, Pastor Kyle, do you think the Bible is trying to say to us today on Father's Day? And, and here's kind of where I, I come down on it is, is, you know, we honor because God first honored us. We love because God first loved us. So when God asks us to honor our fathers, God asks us to honor other people, honor our children, when God asks us to love each other uh, as Christ loved us, right? We honor and we love because God first honored and loved us. And we don't always deserve God's honor. We don't always deserve God's love, but God gives it to us freely. And so as we think about honoring our earthly fathers and grandfathers and our children and, and father-like figures, uh, as we think about loving them, you know, Jesus takes it beyond. He takes it beyond fathers and mothers and sons and daughters. And, and he says, you're supposed to honor and to love everyone. That, that means your friends and your neighbors and your family and your colleagues at work, even strangers that you don't know, and even your enemies, right? To treat them as God would have us treat them. And so Jesus takes it to a whole new level. We honor because God first honored us. We love because God first loved us. Even honoring and loving people who are not very honorable and not very lovable, God still calls us to do that because that's exactly what he has done for us and does for us.
Now getting back to Indiana Jones and his father, uh, they've gone on to this great kind of a battle scene in the desert, uh, and Indiana Jones has been on this, this Nazi tank, and it's gone over the edge of a cliff, and it looks like he's dead, and, and he is gone. And, and his father, this estranged father, it just it, it wrecks him emotionally because he realizes he has really blown an opportunity to have a relationship with a very special son. So let's see what happens in this scene. It's a very powerful scene. The dad thinks he's lost his son. I just, all I needed was five minutes to truly tell him how I felt. And I thought I lost you. And I thought you lost me too, dad. And so, you know, as I watch that and I think about the scripture that we've read, you know, maybe what what God might be putting on our hearts today is a five minute conversation. And and maybe it's with a a great relationship. Like, hey, dad, just calling to say, you know, I love you. Hey, granddad, I love you. Hey, son or daughter, I love you. Or, Or hey, friend, I love you. And just, I just, you know, sometimes life is so busy. I don't let you know what I'm thinking, but hey, I'm just so glad that you're in my life. Or maybe it's a chance for for trying to repair a relationship where it's a strained friendship, it's a strained marriage, it's a strained relationship with our children, it's a strained relationship with our father or our grandfather. Say, you know what? There's a lot of water under the bridge. I know we don't see eye to eye. I don't know that we're ever going to see eye to eye, but I just want you to know that you're important to me. I just want you to know that I'm sorry for this. I just want you to know I'd like to move forward in this way. So maybe, you know, the way to honor, maybe the way to love someone today is by reaching out and having a five-minute conversation with somebody. Maybe that's what God's putting on our hearts. Maybe that's the way that we honor. Maybe that's the way that we love because God has honored us and God has loved us and it's not too late if we're still breathing, right? And, and if the person that we're thinking about today is already dead and, and we have a lot of regret and we just, how are we gonna repair that relationship with our dad or our grandfather or our friend or our son or our daughter or whatever because they're dead, you know, I don't think there's a problem at all with praying to God saying, God, you know my heart. You know my regrets. Would you please convey that to them in heaven? And and just give me peace, Lord, that that I'm able to vocalize this and and give the message, right? And I think that there's something powerful that that I think God can honor that. Is there a conversation, a five-minute conversation of joy or, or challenge that you might need to have today in a way of honoring or loving someone that God has placed into your life? So... The Jones guys keep moving forward. Uh, They get to where the Holy Grail is. Uh, The the Nazis are also there, uh, and they want to make Indiana Jones go get the Grail for them. He's like, there's no way I'm going to do that. So they shoot his dad in the stomach. He begins to bleed out. So his only hope is to find the Grail, bring it back, and, and hope water from the Grail will heal his dad. And there's these three major traps that he has to go through, but his dad is prepared how to do that in his diary. And so Indiana Jones goes, and he gets the Grail. He comes back. He pours the water onto his dad uh, and his dad is miraculously healed through the cup of Christ and you know this is all imaginative stuff it doesn't say that in the Bible but it makes a good movie but the point here is the son is like Jesus right it's this Christ-like moment he's willing to sacrifice himself to risk his life because of the love of another person right so a very Christ-like moment in in the movie uh, and then the right at the end of the movie uh, there's all this chaos going on uh, and and Henry Jones Jr. and Indiana Jones have a chance to get the cup of Christ and escape from the Nazis and, and fulfill, you know, Henry Jones's lifelong conquest and, and what he's been trying to do. But the cup's fallen down into this crevice. Uh, Indiana Jones has gone after it and he's hanging from one hand by his dad. And he 
he's trying to reach the, the cup of Christ to try and, you know, get that and earn his dad's respect and just honor him. Uh, and so, but he's risking his life. So let's see how that scene plays out. So that's the ultimate scene. Henry Jones has spent his entire life searching for the cup of Christ. It's within his own son's hand, but it's going to risk his son's life. And so he does the unthinkable. He says to his son, let it go. He says, son, you are more important than the cup of Jesus itself. You are more important. Let it go. We have each other. That is what matters the most. And I think this is the biggest message we can walk away with today is that to honor and to love someone, the best way that we honor and love someone is that we make the relationship the priority, right? Jesus wasn't kidding when he said, what's most important in life is loving God and loving each other just as I have loved you. And so when Henry said, let go of the cup of Christ, he says, son, you are more important than anything. You're more important than work. You're more important than a big house. You're more important than success and status. You're more important than entertainment. You're more important than uh, reputation. You are the most important thing. That's what God says to us is the way that we honor each other, the way that we love each other is that we make relationships the priority. First with God and second with each other. And we say, Lord, help me to make the relationships in my life the priority. That's the way that we honor and we love one another. So brothers and sisters, I'm guessing that there is a name on your heart right now. And there's a name in your heart right now that God is stirring up for you to respond in some way. And maybe it's just a, an affirmation of, I love you so much. Thank you for being in my life. Or, or maybe it's a, our relationship isn't what it could be. It isn't what it should be. I'm sorry for what I've done. But hey, let's talk about what this could look like moving forward. Not putting ourselves in a dangerous position, but giving ourselves some hope that we might be able to honor and love the people in our lives. Brothers and sisters, who is that person on your heart? And maybe it's our relationship with God that we say, God, I want to give you a chance in my life. And I'm sorry that I've strayed from you. I want you to be in my life. And God, help me reach out to the people in my own life. We honor because God first honored us. We love because God first loved us. The best way to honor and love someone is to make them the priority, right? God first, people second, right? Make each other the priority. Uh, and we do this, right, from a top-down approach where we want to be like the heavenly father. We want to be like the, the son of God. We want to love like that in our earthly relationships. We honor because God first honored us. We love because God first loved us, right? We honor and love by making relationships the priority. What relationship has God put on your heart to walk out from here today and to make a priority in honoring and loving? So from the Jones brothers, father and son, from South Park Church, from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, happy Father's Day, brothers and sisters. Amen.